All right, how's your Tuesday going? Welcome in. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, Steelman and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Hope your Tuesday is going well. And uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about. I want to thank our opening hour sponsor, Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Again, you need some AC work done right now, Tim Lasher and uh, that great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, can get it done for you. Uh, give them a call. They've been servicing the Oklahoma City area now for 15 years. That's 405-579-3113. Well, Parker, after uh, we got off the air yesterday, I can't remember exactly when Brent's uh, statement came out, the second statement, but things certainly changed uh, in this situation with Cale Gundy. Has my opinion of Cale Gundy changed? No. I don't think he's a racist. I think he made a really bad decision, obviously. And uh, now you look at this, my initial reading when I saw the facts that I had, which was, you know, Cale Gundy's statement, and everybody has their own perspective on uh, everything, you know, that went down. But I think there was a lot of clarification in that second statement, and that changed everything for me. It's a horrible, bad, you know, just a sad situation that happened. And uh, Brent Venable saying that, you know, this was said uh, multiple times changes it for me. Because if we all had in our head, Parker, I think I did, you know, you get a visual of what happened in that room in your mind. And it's Kale going, all right, man, if we're not paying attention here, let me see that laptop. All right, well, here we go, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my gosh, I just said that. Boom. And that's it. Well, apparently that wasn't it. It was, it was read at least twice Maybe, maybe more than that. I don't know, but it, multiple times, and that changes this situation. Again, I do not think that Kale Gundy is a racist. You know, his track record is of being a really good coach, a very loyal Sooner, and a coach that almost to a man his previous players support. But Cale Gundy picked up a grenade in that meeting that he shouldn't have picked up. And it detonated. And and that's the unfortunate situation. Well, how surprised are you at this point, Mike, that we haven't heard anything publicly from Joe Castiglione? Yeah, you know, a little bit now. Again, this is me giving my two, two cents here. One of the things we're paid to do is give our opinion. And I think maybe what happened here was that... Brent Venables wanted this to be his decision. I think that second statement makes it pretty clear that this was his decision. I'm not saying that Joe Harris and Joe Castiglione weren't aware of what happened. I'm sure they were. They were in the loop. There's no doubt about it. But I think this was a Brent Venables decision. And if you were preaching culture, accountability, we're doing it different here, then this is the decision that had to be made. After seeing that second statement, unless you think Brent Venables is a complete phony and all of this is just a show, and I don't, I think he's genuine. This is the decision that had to be made. Unfortunate for Kale. I hate it for Kale. I think Kale Gundy, again, has done great stuff at the University of Oklahoma. Loyalty, production, recruiting. Again, Kale Gundy got on, I don't want to say it was a sinking ship, but he helped pilot that ship, you know, to a really good performance in the Alamo Bowl, kept the locker room together, salvaged the 2021 recruiting class, 
and did it because of his love for the program in the University of Oklahoma. But unfortunately, Cale Gundy picked up that grenade. And like I said, it went off. Here's my concern going forward, Mike. And I do think the second statement from Brent Venables yesterday cleared up a lot of things and helped a lot of folks come to peace with the decision. Even if you don't agree with it, you can understand it at this point, right? My concern is that that statement from Brent Venables was made in isolation. And generally, with something that significant, uh, something that seismic within your football program occurring, you're going to get a statement from the head coach, you're going to get a statement from the athletic director, and sometimes you're going to get a statement from the president. My concern going forward really has nothing to do with this situation because I think it's the type of deal where at this point we can move on from it, right? Again, even if you don't agree with the decision, you understand it after Brent Venable's second statement. But how does this impact the national perception of Oklahoma and Brent Venables? Because I feel as though now the narrative is going to be, especially for people that don't know the ins and outs of this program and only pay attention to it from a tangential point of view, oh, look at this, Brent Venables in year one is already trying to crack the whip and he's already the bad guy at Oklahoma. If the statement yesterday is accompanied by a release from Joe Castiglione and a release from Joe Harris, then it becomes the narrative becomes, well, this was a move that the Oklahoma administration made in unison in conjunction with one another. Everybody was on the same page and they proceeded. I think the perception in the aftermath of Venable's second statement yesterday is now, well, Look at that. There's Brent Venables being the bad guy to a coach that had been on staff at Oklahoma for almost a quarter century. Might be. Might be. Here's my take on it, though. I think Brent is trying to be a leader, and leaders have to make very difficult decisions. And, again, I I think that you were looking at a situation where, just my opinion, that we may get a statement from Josie, and we may get a – statement from Joe Harris. There is no doubt they knew what was going on. Maybe this went down where Brent said, here's what happened. I need to make this decision. And I need to make it for my locker room. And if I'm preaching all this and it comes out and there's a perception that, okay, this, this decision was made also by the president and the AD. And look, Brent Venables works for the president and for the athletic director. I get the pecking order. But I think He also wants to set a tone that, man, if you step out of line and as fortunate and as unlucky and as a, uh, you know, uh, rush of judgment decision that Cale Gundy did, we're talking about accountability here. So, again, that's my my thought on how this may have gone down. I I don't know for sure. Your your theory could be right. I think we'll know in time. Well, and we've, we've both heard a lot of conflicting things as to who made the final call on this. There have been some indications that we've gotten that it was Brent Venables that made the final call. There have been some indications that we've gotten that uh, it was administrative and it wasn't Brent Venables that pulled the trigger on compelling Cale Gundy to resign. Any way you slice it, though, I think that statement from Venables yesterday, uh, it makes him the focus. And I, I worry about the national perception of this program going forward because – 
it almost casts all of the limelight. Well, and it's not necessarily limelight, but the focus of this situation now is no longer Kale Gunny, but it's Brent Venables. And I don't know if, as a first-year head coach, you want to cast all of the focus onto yourself in a situation like this. You may be right. As you get ready for your first season. So, I... Here's, we may hear from Joe Castiglione yeah, at a certain point. I think we, may, we probably will at some point. Yeah, and we may hear from Joe Harris at a certain point in time. But I really do feel like just for the sake of smoothing everything over, those three should have put something out in conjunction yesterday. I hate this for Kale Gundy. I absolutely hate this for Kale Gundy. But Brent Venables is preaching culture, accountability. We're doing it different here. I think uh, he was trying to, as difficult as it may have been, with a guy like Kale Gundy, knowing going forward what you were going to have to deal with. couple things. All right, somebody asked, what happens to the accountability for the kid in the room and, and the lyrics? What happens to all the pregame music? You know, that's our culture, folks. That's our culture. I mean, that's not going to be changing anytime soon. We are talking about a young kid in comparison to a 50-year-old man. Who is the leader in that room? Who is the teacher in that room? Are these rap lyrics? Should the kid have been paying attention? Yes. Do kids not pay attention in meetings? All the time. Even in the best locker rooms, in the best meeting rooms, that happens. But again, and I've had a lot of people, we got to find out who this kid is, and you guys need to know. I don't think you do. Here's why. You want to really set off a bomb in the recruiting world? Here's how you do it. You get concerned with who the kid is. And the kid, by the way, did not want Kale Gundy to be fired. Yeah, and by the way. Did we, not. On the Air Comfort Solutions text line, uh, one listener says, So, recruiting guy, you think the national perception would have been better if Gundy was kept around? No, that's not what I said. That's not even what I insinuated. But somebody else on the text line says, Can you guys address all of the morons who want the player removed from the team? Do you want There are droves of these idiots, and I think it's pathetic. Their opinion is that the player got Gundy fired. So absurd. Well, look, again, it was an unfortunate situation. The player, uh, like I said, here's, here's the reality of the deal. The player's paying attention. This never happens. Correct. But again, Kale Gundy, you know, when he picked up that grenade, maybe it's a horrible analogy, and maybe you're going to say, that well, the kid planted the grenade. But it went off. It's unfortunate. Multiple times changes it. I do not think, I will underline this 100 times, Kale Gundy is not a racist. He lost his mind, apparently, though, for, I don't know, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, and it's unfortunate. But finding out who this kid is and being obsessed with that is ridiculous. Do you think, if you find out who the kid is and the social media mob goes after him, that every staff in the country is going to be taking a screenshot of Oklahoma fans defaming this kid or saying, you're the reason why, get out of here? Because guess what? People on social media, their real names aren't on there. Their address isn't on there. Any of that. There is no accountability there. But every staff that recruits against Oklahoma would go and say, you want your kid to play for this fan base? You see this kid? Made a mistake, was stupid, wasn't paying attention. And, yes, it was unfortunate. Cost a, a coach's job because of the coach's decision. You don't want your kid playing for this fan base, do you? So why do you want to find out the name of the kid? It was the coach in the meeting room 
as unfortunate as that circumstance was, that, again, made the decision to read it out loud multiple times. I don't like a lot about the way our culture's going either. But right now, this is our culture. And for that reason, I, I think, again, yes, a young kid who's 18, 19, 20 years old, believe it or not, you know, we say that we are adults at 18. I wasn't an adult at 18. Were you an adult at 18? Maybe if you were in the military and you had great training or whatever, maybe you were at that time. I mean, I was a, I was a kid trying to mature and get smarter. I still did a lot of stupid stuff. I finally did to a certain extent and got my act together. But, again, I, I just think this whole thing sucks. It absolutely sucks. But Brent Venables, again, I think is trying to be a leader here. And for all the comments we've heard for, what, 10 months now, however, nine months since December, Brent Venables, I love the culture. I love the standard he's setting. It's time that these guys, you know, there was some accountability and repercussions. And now all of a sudden, well, not in this situation. I don't support Brent here. I don't think you have to be 100% lockstep with every decision, but I, hearing and seeing what we know now, this is a horrible deal but I think it was the right decision. All right, uh, your thoughts, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. The whole thing is, it's a horrible deal. I feel for Cale Gundy because, again, I think what was a bad decision on his part that he, he didn't think through, obviously, is going to stay with him for a while, and that stinks because I think he's a good football coach, and I think he has been one of the most loyal Sooners ever. The whole thing smells. But now you have to try and move on. And we'll talk about, you know, the uh, the tweet that came out from Kale's daughter, which I understand. She's upset, trying to protect her dad's reputation. I probably would have done the same thing. But we'll talk about what was said in that text and uh, get your reaction to that as well when we get back here on The Rep. Stay with us. All right, welcome back, everybody, here on a Tuesday. Steel Man and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Parker, man, this is emotional stuff. I feel like I was so tired. I slept about two hours Sunday night because right as I was making sure I had uh, my phone off, do not disturb, and the alarm was ready to go off, that's when I thought, um, you know, that's when I thought, oh, wait, notification, what? Kale Gundy? Oh, my, you know. And then I think I slept like two hours. You know, this is, I understand how a lot of you feel. You feel like you've, you've lost a member of the Sooner family. And that's that's right? what makes it the hardest yeah, part, right? Absolutely, if this is a guy because, that's been here two or three years, it's like, well, okay, uh, we can part ways with him, not a big deal, find somebody to replace him, and that's that. The fact that Kill Gundy has spent over half his life at the University of Oklahoma is what makes this very hard to swallow for a lot of folks. And opinions continue to pour in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. One listener says, I totally disagree with your take on Brent Venable's second statement. I think it was very defensive and presented a holier-than-thou approach instead of a teaching approach where we all make mistakes and need the appropriate discipline and a second chance, certainly not a firing, which was what it was. Now, in response to that, I would say I, it makes a lot more sense in the aftermath of that statement why Cale Gundy was asked to resign, right? But what I was kind of getting at in the first segment is as far as the perception goes – 
especially nationally, when we're talking about people that don't follow the Oklahoma football program as closely as all of you listening do and as closely as Steely and I do, is that when something of this magnitude occurs and you have a PR response loaded in the chamber, what you don't want to make it seem like is a knee-jerk reaction by the new head coach. And I fear that's what it kind of came off as when Brent Venables' statement, his second statement, became public yesterday. Yeah. Well, here's another thing, Parker, and, and I understand, uh, again, that, that when I first saw that, I'm like, wow, whoo, Brent's coming off the top rope there. I mean, he's basically saying Kale's account is not accurate, you know, and, and I don't know if it's, you know, that's the way I read it, and it was basically, you guys have to understand here, and I know a lot, of, most of you do, but there is a lot of emotion in the way you feel about this. And I still feel – I feel horrible for Kale Gundy. And I 100%, you know, when I saw his daughter's tweet that, you know, was later deleted, but everybody gets a screenshot, I can completely see where she's coming from. Because you're hurt, man. They're coming after your dad. You think your dad's the greatest guy in the world. And guess what? For the most part, Kale Gundy has been that, right? In many ways, at least in the OU football family. So you want to strike back. I get that. But do you not think OU just came off a record, record year of donations? Blew the others away. Money's rolling in. Recruiting. You're killing it. You're, you know, right there as the hottest team in the country in recruiting. You heard the reaction yesterday when we saw Kale's statement, and I was one of those who was on that side as well. I thought, man – my tweet, you can go find it. If you know, if if this is the way it went down, this seems too extreme. You know, if Kale made a mistake, read this, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm sorry. But he apparently read it multiple times. Does that make Kale Gundy a racist? No, it makes him, you know, not very smart in that particular moment. Correct. And I'm sure he's thinking, my well, how could I have done that? It was, you know. But do you not think because of the way the reactions went down. Everybody was feeling for Cale Gundy because he's been a great Sooner. He's been a part of that program as a quarterback, assistant coach, done so much, like I said, helped steady the ship when the stormy waters came when Mule Shoe left. Cale Gundy was a hero then, and in many ways he can still be a hero. This was not his finest moment. And, again, I hate that 60, 90 seconds, two minutes, whatever it was, cost him his job. But do you not think there were some people calling the phones? You know what? I hate the way this went down with Kale. I'm not donating anymore. Or I'm not going to give you that $20 million I told you I would. Those kind of conversations were probably happening yesterday. That's why I think that second statement came out. You've had a honeymoon period that has been about as blissful as you could find since Brent took this job. Everybody's been excited about it. This sucks overall for Kale Gundy. And pardon the crass word there. It's just not fun for anybody. But, again, I guarantee you there were some calls like that coming out. I can't believe you guys treated Kale Gundy like this. I'm not pulling, you know, I'm not giving you the money I promised. Well, did yesterday's second statement clarify that a little bit more? Like, you know, that, that's my thought on probably some of the things that 
went down behind the scenes. And again, I think you're talking about the minefields that the OU coaches would have to navigate in recruiting if Cale Gundy would have stayed on staff. You still got that receivers coach, man, who's been out there, you know, that used the N-word. And again, it was a it was a mistake. It was a really bad mistake. But people don't always look and dig that deep into a story. They would have to deal with that. Same thing I'm talking about if this kid, if the OU, if social media gets after him, if he's identified, and they come after this kid. Staffs that recruit against Oklahoma are going to take screenshots of every OU fan that is hammering this kid. And who, you know how bad and uh, vicious social media can be? It'll get ugly. It'll get really ugly. And all that will do will hurt OU's recruiting efforts. It would be something, again, that would just look horrible. I don't know. Do you think that's one of the reasons possibly for that second statement? Is because there were some people, I bet some donors out there who thought, I love OU, but I love Cale Gundy, and you can't treat Cale Gundy like this. That certainly could have played into things. And on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, somebody asked, uh, do you think OU forced Gundy's resignation so swiftly because of Larry Koshell didn't and the help. SAE thing? Didn't help, definitely, right? Definitely did not help. And I think, you know, when you think back to Larry Koshell's remarks in 2005, uh, the difference between what he said and what Cale Gundy said, and by the way, I have met Larry Koshell in person, was actually one of the first people I met when I moved to Oklahoma, just happened to run into him walking down the South Oval extremely nice person Mm -hmm. i saw him in the grocery store uh you know a few months back and he and his wife are were just super nice we had a five minute conversation and he was great and his wife was great fantastic individual but uh larry koshell as many recall made a mistake that was very similar to the mistake that kale gundy made just a few days ago the difference there uh, was that larry koshell did it in an on the record interview so at that point could it have been handled internally without a resignation from Larry Koshell? Sure, but that remark, in quotes, was always going to live on. Right, The internet is forever. And so that quote was always going to be out there floating. We don't know exactly what Kale Gundy said, which to a certain extent uh, makes it less jarring than what Koshell said simply because, again, you have a quoted record of what he said versus we don't we don't know exactly what Kilgundy said. But the difference between being the head coach of Oklahoma baseball and being an assistant coach for Oklahoma football is that Oklahoma football carries a lot more weight than Oklahoma baseball. That's just the way it is. Football mm-hmm. runs the world in the state of Oklahoma. And across Sooner Nation as a whole, nobody cares more about any particular individual sport than they do about football. And so I think because of the magnitude of this athletic program, as well as some of the things that have gone on in the past in the athletic department, as well as on campus, and of course the SAE incident was one of the most horrific things we've ever seen occur on a college campus over the last half century or so. I mean, horrible, horrible thing that went down back in 2014. Uh, but for Kale, for a guy like Kale Gundy, the harsh reality is that as a representative of OU football, there's a lot more eyes that are going to be trained on him, everything he does and everything he says, uh, than there would be for a lot of other folks uh, that 
might end up in a situation where they make a similar mistake. The platform that Cale Gundy is on as a coach at the University of Oklahoma did not do him any favors because it is such a conspicuous platform in the public eye. And you have to represent the university in the best manner possible. Yeah, I, so I absolutely I think that, uh, you know, the, the history of that stuff that went down, I, I definitely think that um, that certainly didn't help uh, Kale's cause in this situation. All right, we're getting some really good text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Disagreement's awesome. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a different take. Everybody's being civil today, which I like that. I like a good conversation. You may think what I'm saying is total BS, but nobody's doing, you know... It, that's the one thing I don't like about social media is the lack of civility where we just immediately go Genghis Khan and like go, you know, total craziness over each other on each other or whatever we say. But everything's been great today. And uh, look, the Sooner family here is hurting because OU, you know, they love Kale Gundy. OU fans love Kale Gundy as they should. And he just made a mistake here. Um, it, I, I hate when did it, when it turns to this, what if so-and-so was African-American, you know, all of that stuff. This is the culture that we live in right now. There, there are things that are accepted for one group that aren't accepted for another. You know, it's, it's just the way it is. Maybe that will change one day. I don't know. But um, it, it's just a bad deal all the way around. It really is. And I th- think Brent's leadership – uh, he's trying to be a leader through this situation as well. Like I said, when you preach what he's been preaching, you know, you're, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. You're always going to. Welcome to being a highly paid major college football coach at a Blue Blood program. This is how you earn your money right here. All right, stay with us. We're coming back. we got a lot more, a lot more texts on the way, 405-651-3439. That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, along with you here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. Okay, we're back here on a Tuesday edition of uh, Steel Man and Thune. We've got a bunch of really good texts, a bunch of uh, – we've got some good listeners out there. There's no doubt they're involved, they're passionate, they're opinionated. That's great, and we appreciate all your thoughts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right, uh, right before we get back there, Parker, uh, Kale's daughter, Kat Gundy, sent out a tweet yesterday, and I saw this. Hmm, interesting. Wow. And then it was deleted within like 10 minutes. Uh, and and I get this, man. Your dad and what's going on. You're you know when when uh, we irrational is not the word that I I want to use here. But you get when somebody comes after a family member. You may uh, like growing up. You may have had a rivalry with your little brother or your big brother or whatever. But if somebody came after them and you didn't get along, guess what? You were on the same team, right? You're angry. You're ready to fight for your family and protect. What's yours, you know, family-wise? Anyway, uh, she sent out, interesting, you told your, this was a, a quote tweet, a quote tweet, I sound like Elmer Fudd there for a minute, uh, in response to Brent's second statement yesterday, interesting, you told your players to keep their mouths shut about what really happened and their heads down. The truth will always come to fruition. It's only a matter of time. Well, what I read in that is keep your mouth shut. You want to handle this in-house, of course you do. Keep your heads down. You've got a football season coming up. <laughs> you know, as much as this sucks, you've got to be thinking about practice and focusing and getting ready for that first game with UTEP. 
that's what I read into that. I don't think there's some vast conspiracy. Yeah, that here. that tweet doesn't help anything. And yeah. I understand you're going to bat for your dad, but that doesn't do anything but throw more kerosene on the fire. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. that's and that's, that's why it was deleted. I think yeah. you know. Obviously, I don't know if that was Kale or her or whatever, but I get it. I totally get it. She's trying to protect her dad. So when I saw that, there's no issue there at all. Now, somebody said on the text line, we need to hear from someone in addition to BV that Kale said it multiple times. It's called corroboration. That's a great point. And, again, that's kind of going back to what I had mentioned. Because at this point, at least on social media, if you are looking at this from an outsider's perspective, and you do not know anything close to the full story, which, to be honest, not even we know the full story at this point. There are still details that are a little fuzzy and uncorroborated. But right now, if you're just keeping up with this saga on social media, it kind of seems like a war of words between BV and Kale Gundy at this point, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yes, it does, definitely. Um, You know, and uh, I don't know. Like I said, this isn't a court of law here. We're just doing a a sports opinion show. But, um, you know, I... Yes, you would like to see that. I think eventually the real story comes out. And yes, I understand 918 that she is uh, she's claiming something different happened. She's not casting blame. She's challenging the narrative. Yeah, I, I get that. But I'm just talking about from what I read in that, that sounds like a football coach who's again trying to, you know, shut this down. This isn't good. I mean, if you've got a situation, if we had a situation here at the ref where you know, people aren't getting along or some, you know, uh, two hosts got in a fight. Guess what? We'd try and keep it in-house. That's the way most businesses, most organizations, most teams work. And keep your head down. I don't think that if Brent said that, just, again, my opinion, not like put your head in the sand on this. Put your head down and let's get to work. This sucks, but we've got a football season to prepare for. That's what I'm thinking. But, yeah, I get what she's saying that she's challenging that something different is going on behind the scenes. So, yes. Somebody simply said on the text line, I miss Bob Stoops. <laughs> you know what? Bob had to deal with his fair share, too, though. He had to deal with the Joe Mixon deal, and uh, I'm sure that was very trying. There are a lot of people who criticized Bob over that, the handling of that. They didn't think a year was enough, that he should have been out of Norman. I was one of them. Guess what? Bob's decision ended up being the right one. Joe Mixon has... You know, since that horrific incident, you know, he's beloved in Cincinnati. He's had a great NFL career. And, uh, again, I think that um, he's been, uh, you know, solid citizen since. Happy to see that. Because everybody's going to make mistakes in their life. You may make some really stupid mistakes. We all have. Um, But, you know, Bob gave that kid a second chance, and he took the most of it. DeMarco's tweet corroborated BV, says 405. Oh, boy. Here, here come the uh, get-off-this-story texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, which I don't think we're going to do. There's a lot of different angles to this. It's, you know, it, the OU family, as hard as this is, has got to move on and start focusing about what's ahead because Kale's not coming back. No. You know, if there was a scenario... I, the, uh, you know, to me, um, but this is a, this is a huge, huge story with major ramifications. We don't know. This may galvanize the team. This might be a problem for the team. 
Brent Venables, like I said, man, he was on he was on cruise control and everything was going great. He was going down the Autobahn a hundred miles an hour, and that engine was humming, recruiting, donations, passion for the program, fans loving the culture change. All of a sudden, man, you you go careening, almost running off the road with this deal, and how you know what's what's the reaction going to be? From all of this, and it, it's a significant dilemma that you face as a head coach and as an administration. But I think what's most important at this point in time, now that we have some idea, some reliable indication of what went down and what the fallout was, at this point, once you make a decision, you got to stick to it, right? And you, you, somebody on the text line obviously just texted in and said, "I miss Bob Stoops," and you mentioned. Bob Stoops had to deal with several situations of this ilk, not necessarily apples to apples with this situation, but he had to make a decision as to whether Rhett Bomar was going to stay on the team in 2006. Bob decided, you know what? Nope, we're going to move on from Rhett, even though he was a five-star guy that we brought in to be our quarterback of the future in the face of our program. Uh, this is... This is not a guy that I'm comfortable having in our locker room, and we're going to proceed with Paul Thompson as our quarterback. Now, that decision paid off in spades. Paul Thompson led the Sooners to a Fiesta Bowl, and were it not for Gordon Reese, Oklahoma might be playing for a national title that year. You fast forward a decade, or not even a decade, honestly, and Bob Stoops has to deal with another similar situation where uh, you got a kid in Joe Mixon who has made an egregious mistake, and you have a case to give him a second chance, and you have a case to move on from him. In that instance, despite a lot of outside noise from a lot of folks that wanted Joe Mixon kicked out of the program, Bob Stoops decided to give the kid a second chance, and over the last eight years, Joe Mixon has stewarded his second chance as well as anyone in the sports world. And it's really no cool It's really cool to see that kind of redemption story play out. Yeah, it is a out. great story. We saw it with Michael Vick, one of the great redemption stories in sports in the 21st century. Another guy that made a terrible, terrible mistake, did his time for it, literally and figuratively, and emerged a better person for it, returned to the sport of football, and pieced together a second half of a career that was one of the – I would say one of the more successful careers that we've seen from a quarterback in the 21st century thus far when you look at his body of work. But my point in saying all of this is that Brent Venables has now faced his first true dilemma as a football coach. And I'm not trying to insinuate that this decision was all on his shoulders because I don't know that it was. Again, I've heard conflicting things on that. But what I do know is that as a leader – Brent Venables now has to orient his team towards the future and decide, you know what, this decision has been made. Cale Gundy's no longer a part of the program. We need to move on, and we need to move on quickly because we have three and a half weeks till we play a football game. Yeah. All right, really good stuff coming in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We're going to try and get to as many as we can. You guys have had some great opinions, great thoughts on all of this. It's been great today. Much appreciated. Like I said, if you've been texting us and we haven't read it yet, try and send it again, and we will try and get to as many as we can. But they're <laughs> rolling, they're rolling. That Limb Biscuit song, what was it? Rolling, rolling, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Did I just mention Fred Durst? I think I did. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break right here. 
Like I said, 405-651-3439 in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans. Okay, back here, Steelman and Thune at noon on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. we got a ton of uh, texts coming in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. All right, uh, let's get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We have about five minutes left in this segment. we got plenty of radio. By the way, Bob Stoops on with the rush today at 320 and uh, I'm sure Bob will have uh, plenty of uh, thoughts on what's going on at OU. He's had to make tough decisions in the past. Yeah, somebody brought up uh, Dusty back in the day also. So uh, Bob's going to be on today with the rush at 320. Appointment radio right there. Mark it down. Put it in your, put it in your phone. Bob Stoops today, 320. Many of you probably already – have, you know, Bob, when he comes on with the rush, uh, you know, you're aware of when he's on. But if you're not, yes, Bob Stoops today, 320 here on the ref. Go ahead, Parker. What do we have? On the Air Comfort Solutions text line, one listener says, both things can be true. Kale will always be a part of the OU fam- family and did a tremendous job while here, but also he made an egregious error. It doesn't define him. I agree. That, very well said, very succinct. And, again, uh, the OU football family is always going to love Kale Gundy. He, he made a mistake here. And, again, I just think there were too many minefields to navigate going forward because of what happened here. It's unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate. I don't like cancel culture. I don't. There are some people who need to be canceled. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, there are some people who definitely need to be canceled. But do we go too overboard with this in situations? Yes. Yes, we do. Eventually, sometimes when there's an overreaction, it takes society time to shift back towards the middle again. Sometimes it takes a long time. Uh, this This was a very unfortunate situation, you know. Bottom line. Another text reads, the Gundy story is sad. Do you think if it was another coach not as well-known, would the fans and media reactions still be the same? Also, don't know if they will or not, but has anyone spoken to the player involved? Again, we're not going to get deep into the weeds. We're not even going to get into the weeds at all on who the player was. because The, the player just- was supportive of Kale. Did not want Kale gone, from what I understand. Now... To drag his name into all of this would do a lot more harm than good, so we're not going to discuss the player. Uh, To answer the question, no, I don't think it would be as big a deal if it weren't somebody of Kale's stature, uh, especially in the media and across the fan base, and that has a lot to do with the fact that Kale's been around for so long, right? Naturally, especially if you've been a Sooner fan for decades and it's hard to remember a time where Cale Gundy wasn't affiliated with the Oklahoma program in some form or fashion, this loss hurts. It does. It hurts Absolutely. To, it hurts to see a guy who has given this much of his life to Oklahoma football. Uh, it, it hurts to watch his tenure end in this fashion. Certainly. So if it was somebody else, if it were almost anybody else, no, I don't think the reaction would be the same. Uh, that's not to say that Cale Gundy's offense is any less egregious, him being him, than it would be if it were uh, done by somebody else. But that's just the reality. Because of Cale Gundy's—because uh, because of how much he is revered 
by this fan base, yeah, this is going to hurt a lot more than it would if anybody else was in his shoes. No doubt about it. And uh, Sooner Nation will always love Kale Gundy. I don't think there's anybody out there thinking, oh, my gosh, I had no idea Kale Gundy was a racist. I don't think there's hardly anybody at all saying that out there. Maybe a few. No, in fact, what you've heard from so many of his former players was Kale Gundy is the literal opposite of a racist. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have never heard anything of the sort from – you guys don't know who the player is, so don't act like you. No, do. I promise you, we yeah. know who the player is. <laughs> I always, we're, we're I always love the presumptuous it. of a tweet like that. You know, that just uh, yeah, you assume you, yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, the bottom line, the bottom line is right, now I forgot what I'm talking about. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, you know, this decision is being made more for future Sooner players and current Sooner players than former players. I mean, unfortunately, it's not like those words don't mean anything. They absolutely do. But this decision was made in the interest of the future of Oklahoma football. We'll talk more about that when we get back. Stay with us here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. Welcome in to hour number two. If you want to go to the OU Nebraska game, but maybe you don't have the finances, you don't have the tickets, you don't have the funds, well, you can still go to the OU Nebraska game. Courtesy of our friends at Riverwind Casino, the Battle of the Big Reds promotion is wrapping up on August 14th. That is this Sunday. If you've been out there playing with your Riverwind wild card, racking up points on the gaming machines, you're doing it right. Try and get as many points as you can because when they tally up the points August 14th, the top five patrons who earn the most points during the promotion are going to be awarded a trip to the OU Nebraska game valued at nearly $2,500 plus $1,000 in cash. It is the Battle of the Big Reds promotion happening right now at Riverwind Casino. And if you're thinking about the same thing for the OU Texas game, always a tough ticket. People love that game. It's awesome. There is no environment like it. And again... If you're thinking, I don't think I'll be able to get there this year, just don't have the funds, whatever, they're also doing this in the Race to the Red River promotion. They will tally up the points on August 26th. And again, wildcard members able to earn points on all the electronic gaming machines, all right? Then they tally up the points on August 26th, and the top three point producers then are going to get, again, Take us to the OU uh, Texas game for the Red River Showdown. Game day tickets, hotel stay, grand transportation all taken care of. Total package value at nearly $3,000. So keep playing with your wild card to win. To get to OU Nebraska in the Battle of the Big Reds. To get to OU Texas in the race to the Red River promotion. Both happening right now at Riverwind Casino. All right, Parker, what do we have? Air Comfort Solution. Text line. Oh, boy. People still weighing in. Uh, another listener says, this was a mistake, sure, but the mistake was made by a 50-something-year-old coach. He said it more than once and resigned. Major big league move. Nothing you say can teach this lesson. What he did says volumes. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's unfortunate, man. It's very unfortunate. And uh, Kale, you know, I, uh, was he out of his mind for 90 seconds? Not thinking. I mean, it just uh, – it's a bad deal. It's another really bad deal. Another listener from the 580 says, if he's not racist and the word wasn't used maliciously and from all accounts just read off an iPad, then what are we doing here? We're firing, because we fi- we're firing him because he used a racial slur but not in a racist way? 
mean, yep, that's that's pretty much what it amounts to, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and um, you know, it's it's part of the culture again, and I think because of the fallout, potential fallouts that OU would have been facing in this situation, and Brent basically said, you know. Uh, that was hurtful to, uh, you know, people there in the locker room. Now, we had also heard that the players, from what we've heard, overwhelmingly wanted to, to uh, keep Kale Gundy. So, I, like I said, I, I think it's, it's about moving forward and recruiting him to deal with this. Uh, the past and some of the ugly incidents, we're still feeling some of that from the SAE incident. From, uh, you know, uh, what was the, there was another incident as well uh, that I'm forgetting about that was mentioned. The, was it the Tridelt thing in 2018? Um, I remember that was. There was, there was one other that somebody else made. Oh, the Larry Cochelle incident. Okay. Yeah. yeah and I, so I think, you know, oh, that, that comes into play. So. A better punishment for Kale would have been a suspension for a year, says one listener. You know, I've heard that thrown out there, and uh, from most of the people that I've talked to that, you know, understand how these decisions are made in a big company or in a situation, you know, because OU football is a, it's some ways a corporation, is that you're just pushing that down the road. You're still going to have to keep answering those questions at some point. And one of the questions is, why did you take a year off? That families might want to know, you know, what's going on. So, by the way, I want to talk about addressing what's going on in recruiting because Kale has been so instrumental in that role for so many years. Um, we're hearing again that Jaquay's Petaway, would that be something, uh, what would you say the percentage chance of a decommitment would be? And if not, what would you say a decision happening later down the road in terms of him signing with Oklahoma. As of right like now, I, st- I still think Jaquay's Petaway sticks with Oklahoma. I would say 75-25. You know, anytime you're dealing with teenagers and anytime something like this happens, they lose their positional coach, there's going to be a chance that they decide to look around. There is. And so I don't want to make it seem like a foregone conclusion that Jaquay's Petaway sticks with Oklahoma. But as of right now, uh, it seems that Oklahoma has been able to rebound quickly from Sunday night's uh, bombshell news, and they've been in touch with Petaway. They've had conversations with him. Again, he's very close with Jackson Arnold. As of right now, I believe Petaway remains committed to Oklahoma. Okay, and uh, I want to talk about uh... – Keon Brown, apparently, from what I'm hearing, and you know better than I do, that's still looking good for OU. Still looking good. Anthony uh, Evans still looking good Anthony for Evans OU. Anthony Evans still looking good as well. Again, like we talked about yesterday, Petaway is the one guy that you could see wavering in his commitment down the line. And so uh, that will be a situation worth monitoring throughout the fall. If he were to open things back up, it doesn't seem like Texas would be the landing spot. So that would really throw a wrench into things because obviously Petaway came down to Oklahoma and Texas. So maybe if he does reopen his recruitment, Ole Miss gets involved again. Maybe Ohio State reinserts themselves. LSU uh, could jump back in the mix as well. But as of right now, my money is on Jaquay's Petaway sticking it out with Oklahoma. All right, another question. Uh, what are you hearing on Jordan Renaud and what are you hearing on Tasulia Kana? 
Yeah, so as far as Akana is concerned, the expectation is that he will OV with Oklahoma in the fall. He's set an official visit to Texas. A lot of people wary of the Longhorns. I'm not buying that. His sister goes to Texas currently. She's there on the volleyball team. But from everything I have heard for months and months and months, Texas is in all likelihood not the destination for Akana. It has been on my radar for quite a while that he may end up taking an official visit to Texas, which was scheduled last week. But it, it was always professed to me that if that official visit did happen, it wouldn't really be for any other reason other than uh, he wants to go visit his sister. So uh, not buying the smoke on Texas. LSU may get an official. Tennessee may get an official. Apparently the kids got a lot of love for Oregon too, but I still think, man, that Oklahoma is the leader in the clubhouse right now, and I do expect him to be on campus for an official visit in the fall. Uh, as far as Jordan Renaud is concerned, we got a commitment date yesterday, September 9th, if I'm not mistaken. Two-horse race, 19th, as you talked about. Is, it's the 9th or the 19th. I can't remember offhand. I, I'll go fact-check myself on that. But two-horse race, as we've talked about for quite some time, it's Oklahoma, it's Alabama. It's going to be one of those two. And as of right now, Jordan Renaud is planning on being at Oklahoma for an official visit before his commitment date, and he has no current plans to get back to Alabama. So if you're reading between the lines on that one, feeling pretty good about the Sooners' chances in that recruitment. Okay, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, what else do we have? Sooner Soldier Gundy wasn't forced to resign because he said he did something wrong. He was forced to resign to satisfy the woke society. There are some people of that opinion. Uh, Brent Venables obviously isn't one of those. But, and look, there are some things in the woke society that go overboard. Like I said, I cancel culture, in my opinion, not a big fan. Like I said, there are some people who need to be canceled. Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, there's some terrible people out there that needed to be canceled. But not everybody who makes a mistake needs to be canceled. But in this situation, again, you may think that way sooner, soldier, but... This is something, again, that down the road could hurt Oklahoma in recruiting. There are going to be families out there that would say, you still have that receivers coach on your staff? Why would I want my son to come play for you? Uh, again, it sucks for Cale Gundy because I just think he was out of his mind for a time being. when, And this all changed again when I think the story, the second story, the second release from Brent came out that it was said multiple times. Again, it's a hand grenade you shouldn't pick up. Uh, is it fair? That, that's up for you to decide. But there are a lot of minefields that Oklahoma was going to have to navigate. A lot of them, particularly in the world of recruiting, that they were going to have to deal with in this situation. Everybody said that they threatened. Well, not everybody, but most people said, I trust in Brent. I like his culture. I like what's going on. I like what he's preaching. Well, Brent made a decision. So we'll see how many people are on board, you know. And somebody else said on the text line, if the team says he should stay, he should stay. The problem is a group of people telling the team they aren't smart enough to know they should be offended. Look, I hear you on that, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but there's another side to that coin. And the other side to that coin is what Mike talked about earlier. At what point are 
the Sooners peer programs across college football going to use that as a negative recruiting tactic? Oh, yeah, when are they gonna, time. Exactly. At what point? And probably wouldn't take long. Probably would not take very long for those programs to say, well, I mean, if you really want to really go to Oklahoma where they got that racist wide receivers coach, then by all means, but you don't got to worry about that here. Again, I'm not calling Kill Gundy a racist. I don't believe that's true. Obviously, nobody that knows the man and his character believes that is true, but that's the narrative that's, that's going to get gonna pushed come up. That's going to come by up other some programs people. across Unfortunately, yeah, it's unfortunate. It sucks. It does. But we're living in the real world here. And you may not like a lot of the ways of the world right now. I certainly am frustrated with a lot of the, the way that comes down as well. But that's that's the reality as frustrating as it can be and again that's why and you've got this too i know a lot parker i know you've gotten this a lot but people hey when you hear who the kid was please let me know no chance no i'm gonna let you know no way and well you so you're the guy who got brent venables you won't out him again kale unfortunately made a bad decision I don't think it was done, again, maliciously, but unfortunately, like I said, it happened, and it happened multiple times. It stinks for a beloved member of the Sooner family. It doesn't feel fair, but guess what? Again, that kid, if it comes out, there are going to be people on social media, because there are no parameters on social media, who are going to attack this kid viciously. This kid, everything I've been told, wanted Brent Vittables to stay. Or wanted uh, Kale Gundy to stay, but he's not the head coach. But why would you do that? If you want that information so badly, here's what's going to happen. Again, people are going to come after this kid on social media because there is a certain percentage of people who don't care on social media. They're vicious. They have no uh, civility. We've seen that. And this kid's going to be attacked. And guess what's going to happen? Staffs around the country who recruit against Oklahoma that go on, uh, you know, that match up with Oklahoma head to head on a lot of good recruits are going to be taking snapshots of that. And they're going to say, wow, you want your kid to come to Oklahoma? You see what the fan base is right here? Look, every fan base has their share of people who are, you know, ridiculously out of control. But I'm just saying that's another thing that would happen. So that's why, again, th- this kid, again, should he have been paying attention in the meeting? Yes. Does everybody pay attention in a meeting? No. Uh, Kale is the adult. He's the teacher in that room. Now, again, this kid, unfortunately, the reality is if he's paying more attention in the film session, this never happens. But that didn't happen. So, again, when I see that and see people say, yeah, let me know who this kid is, and I'm like, no chance. No chance. That would be, you want me to, here, you got your fire going, let me bring you a can of gasoline to pour on it. No chance. All right, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group, Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. Get a great deal on a car, truck, or SUV. Great guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Really good stuff coming in on the tax line. We'll continue. We're going to hear from Baker Mayfield here in a bit. Keep it here on The Ref. 
Okay, we are back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, and uh, you here on the Ref Radio Network, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Jacoby Johnson, this weekend, Saturday, right? I believe it's Friday. Is it Friday? What day what did is, I well, no, no, you're right, you're right. The 13th is a Saturday. You're right, Saturday. And uh, when is a decision coming down um, – the uh, drawn a blank receiver San Antonio, Anthony, Anthony Evans. Evans. When's that coming? August twenty sixth, same day as Macari Vickers. Okay, so you think by again the end of August the Sooners will have Johnson, Vickers, and Evans? I do. Three more and four they, stars. They may not be the only three. So, uh, and that was a big question: Is this going to slow down the momentum of OU recruiting? It really doesn't look like it's going to, except maybe. With Jaquay's Petaway, who's already committed, um, but again, you know, you you are so much more in touch, obviously, with this than I am. But based on what I'm hearing too, Oklahoma still appears to be in a pretty good situation for him. Maybe not as solid as, and a commitment's never 100 percent solid. I think in this new Brent system, it's fairly close to that, but. Um, you don't see uh, the recruiting momentum uh, slowing down much, is what you're saying, right? No, I don't think so. I This will probably affect Oklahoma in the 2023 cycle very minimally because they've already got two wide receivers committed, two guys that I expect will stick, and then it hasn't really affected their stock with a third as his decision, decision date nears. All right, uh, once again, Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Uh, getting there in one second. Did we find ever find out who uh, voted for Texas number one on the coaches poll? I, it had to have been Steve Sarkeesian, right? Who else? Let's see, would Lane Kiffin might do that? Mike Leach, just a troll? Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about trolls, uh, Kiffin, Leach. Um, I don't know. Who else? Those those are our three suspects. Um, Steve Sarkeesian, Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin. Is there anybody else out there that would do that? Nick Saban? Eh, I don't know. Uh, Mike Gundy might do it. Who knows? But... I'm going to lean towards Lane Kiffin doing something like that. All right, 405-651-3439. Somebody said Steve Sarkeesian isn't one of the coaches voting this year, so it's not Sark. Oh, so we don't – I haven't seen the list of coaches. Is Lane Kiffin on that list? I – well, I, I don't know. That's a good I, – I didn't even realize it was public knowledge which coaches vote and which coaches don't. I don't pay nearly enough attention to the coaches and AP polls these days because they really don't matter. The college football playoff poll is the one that matters, and it doesn't come out till week eight. So until then, everything is just noise in my eyes. We need to play some football is what we need to do, and it's rapidly approaching. All right. <laughs> Somebody said Nick Saban voted for Texas, so that blowout that will occur in Austin when they play them will look <laughs> even better. Oh, man. There we go. And let's see, uh, 405, no one is at fault other than Kale. The second statement was a mistake. It was defensive and aggressive and make you look weak because you had to issue a second statement. 
Uh, you said what you had to say. Leave it at that. The problem with the second statement concerning his duty to protect these kids and the hurt that was caused. This is a ridiculous, unnecessary makes Kale look like some Klansman. Who is hurt? Why were they hurt by their own words? Here's why I think the second. Oh, you you missed the good part of this text, Mike. I believe this shows Venable's true colors: disloyal, pandering, and incapable of showing real leadership. Family is all well and good until the rubber meets the road. I I think the second statement was also uh, because that my thought is they were probably the morning show that Lane Kiffin wasn't voting this year. Yeah, I haven't seen that list. Um, I don't know if we could narrow it down. But I my guess is there were a lot of people upset yesterday, and there's still a, people upset today. I still don't like it. I understand it. I'm not saying I like it. But, again, leaders make difficult decisions. Uh, if you think Brent's a hypocrite now, I, I think maybe – one percent of the fan base, two percent at the most, may think that, but Brent Venables has to do what he felt like he had to do. But I am pretty confident in feeling that there were probably some donors yesterday who were really upset with this because they've known Kale Gundy uh, for a long time and feel good about what he's done for the program and the impression that he's left and what's happened. You know, uh, you know, there hasn't been a, a more a more loyal sooner than Cale Gundy. And again, when you're talking about, what was it, 27 years in total, coach and player, they're upset about that. And my guess is probably there were some people threatening to pull some donations as well. They just had a record-setting year in donations at OU right now. So my guess that was probably something that played a role in the second statement coming out as well. Would be my guess. I'm not saying that's the whole reason. Uh, But it also gave clarification, and it changed a lot of people's attitude because there were a lot of people yesterday, including myself, that were saying this was too extreme. Now, I understand why that decision had to be made. One listener asks, what is your your projection, excuse me, of L, of, sorry, what is your projection of LaDamian Washington as a recruiter? Just needed to take a whole new swing at that text. What is your projection of LaDamian Washington as a recruiter? Look, this is a guy that's already been very directly involved in the recruiting processes of some of these wideouts in the 2023 class, uh, most notably Anthony Evans. LaDamian has been very, very tied in to that recruitment, and that's part of the reason why Anthony Evans' opinion of Oklahoma as we get nearer to a commitment date hasn't really changed a whole heck of a lot. So... What you get in L.D. Washington is you get a guy who's going to be able to recruit. I'm not saying he's going to be Miguel Chavis, because what Miguel Chavis has done as a recruiter in year one is special and will rarely be replicated. But if there's one thing L.D. Washington is going to be able to do, it is recruit, because he's young, he's charismatic, he played the position, he can relate to a lot of these kids and does so very, very well. I'm confident that you are not going to see much of a recruiting drop-off at the wide receiver position in particular. Now, what you have to keep in mind is that Kale Gundy was involved in so many other guys' recruiting processes, mm-hmm. as some, especially when you're looking at in-state prospects. Right. As a guy that comes from the state of Oklahoma and Okie through and through, Kale Gundy was arguably the most recognizable face, safe perhaps for Bob Stoops, 
when you're talking about in-state recruiting for Oklahoma. So there's, I, I feel as though there's going to be more of an impact in that regard than there will be when it comes to recruiting wide receivers because I think L.D. Washington's going to do just fine in that capacity. All right, back to the text line. Here we go. <laughs> Somebody said, Mule Shoe voted for Texas because he's trying to tamper with Arch. Yeah. I like that. I like it. Oh, man, so good. Uh, according to SI article, Dana Dimmel, Joey McGuire, Jake Spavadol, and Jeff Trailer are the only head coaches in Texas who voted in the preseason poll. Well, we can rule out Sonny Dykes, Dave Aranda, Sark, and who else? I guess Jimbo. Jimbo doesn't have a vote either. That's probably for the best. Uh, Peyton Bowen updates. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. I get asked about Peyton Bowen so much. And, look, I don't think he's sticking with Notre Dame. I don't. I think he's going to end up a Sooner. I think he's going to end up an Aggie. It'll be one of those two. I don't know when it happens. I don't have any reliable timetable on a final decision because that timetable has shifted so much over the last few months. But I do expect that Peyton Bowen is going to end up going to College Station or going to Norman. I don't think he sticks it out with Notre Dame. I don't. I've said that before. So you're not really hearing any new sentiment from me, but that's my opinion on the Peyton Bowen situation. It's kind of a hurry-up-and-wait deal now. What about Ryan Yates? I think he's going to be a Sooner. I think he flips, and I think he is flipped by this time next month. Kendall said, what's the latest on Ben Harris? <laughs> well, I'll have to get with our North Alabama insiders to get some insight on that one. <laughs> ben Harris. That was a good bit for a while with Kendall. Uh, somebody said, who does Parker project to be OU's Hall at defensive line slash edge for the 23 cycle? Well, who do you got so far? Derek LeBlanc, P.J. Adabare. I Colton Vosick. Uh, Colton Vosick. Colton Vosick, most recent commit for Oklahoma. Uh, so you have those three. I would project that they add DJ Hicks. I think they add Jordan Renaud, and I think they add to Celia Kana. Oh, so, my gosh. They get all of those. Uh, you talk about that is – that'll be the best group of uh, defensive linemen that has maybe ever come in to the University of Oklahoma in one class. And, look, there have been some good ones. Uh Dewey and Leroy came in, you know, together, but Lucius was, what, a year or two ahead? Um, And there have been some good ones, but we're talking about particularly if you get D.J. Hicks because then you're bringing in a Gerald McCoy or Tommy Harris, and all those other guys are four stars who could end up being, you know, just as good. So that would be an unbelievable haul. Okay. Uh, let's take a break right here. We're going to get back to as many texts as we can get to. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group and Paul's Valerie sponsoring our second hour here on The Ref. The home of Sooner fans, Steel Man and Thune, coming right back. Okay, we are back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune. Steelman and Thune at noon. We've got locked in coming up at the top of the hour. Don't forget today during the rush, Bob Stoops will be on today at 3.20 here on The Ref with uh, Teddy and Tyler McComas. All right. uh, Let's see. uh, Here we go. Back to the text line. 
Sorry if you guys already mentioned it. What is the latest on Petaway since Gundy resigned? Also, Anthony Evans. All right, we could you could go over that one more time. Yeah, so I ex- I expect Petaway to stick it out with Oklahoma. Oklahoma still leads for Anthony Evans. That's the update on those two. Not a lot changes with the loss of Kale Gundy. So uh, I don't think there should be much reason for concern there going forward. By the way, somebody said Stan Drayton is head coach at Temple now. I did not realize that. And I mm. guess that came up because he has a vote in the coaches poll. And uh, a few people have brought up that he was Texas's former running backs coach, which I knew. I had no idea that he was the head coach at Temple. Shows you how much I keep up with the AAC. But wow. Remember when uh, remember when Manny Diaz was the head coach at Temple for oh, like yeah. Yeah. 48 hours? Yeah, uh, no doubt. And he was he was the whiz kid defensive coordinator at Texas way back when, too. Who else was there? Greg Robinson was there as the D.C. Will Muschamp was there as the D.C. for a while. At Temple? No, I'm talking about they were de- defensive coordinators at Texas at one point. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Track, before they track. moved on. Yeah, Will Muschamp at Texas. That was a fun little... <laughs> Remember, he was, suppo- he was supposed to be the coach in waiting uh, yeah. there. Will yeah, and they're like, well, Charlie Strong. Yeah. Did not pan out. Of course, Will Muschamp really didn't pan out as a head coach either. No, no, he didn't. But, uh, man, I can uh, – Texas, man, uh, there was always a coach that was going to make the make the difference there, right? Seems like. Sam in Tulsa says, Steely, I'm old like you and have been around for many ups and downs with this amazing program. I feel like Joe H, Joe C, and BV need to hold a presser representing a unified voice on this issue. Joe H is extremely charismatic and should handle most of the talking. Agreed. Because, again, my big issue at this point is not with the way that this situation has been handled because that was at the discretion of Brent Venables and the administration, and they made a decision, and they got to stand behind it now. I probably would have handled it differently if I were in their shoes, but that's not my call. I'm an armchair quarterback in this situation, as are all of us. I do think, though, that what this has become over the last 24 hours or so, or at least what it looks like in the public eye, is a war of words between Brent Venables and Kale Gundy (laughs) and Cat Gundy as well. So I would like to see, much like Sam and Tulsa mentioned, I would like to see a joint statement at the very least from Joe H., Joe C., and B.V., Acknowledging the fact that, hey, we all moved together and were of one mind with this. Yeah. How many people are coming at you with conspiracy theories left and right? Conspiracy theories as in, well, they want to kale out. That and, yes, there's a vendetta and there's this or that. And um, you get a lot of those. Yeah, look, here's the thing. If Brent Venables didn't want Kale Gundy on his staff at Oklahoma – he would simply not have retained Kale Gundy on his staff at Oklahoma, much the way he did with Jamar Kane. Right, he didn't. He didn't need to wait for Kale Gundy to read the N word off a player's laptop in order to get him out. If he wanted him out, he had the perfect opportunity to do so in January. Yeah, and uh, I offered those pretty much the exact sentiments to uh, somebody who was texting me. You know, the, uh, actually, this was an email theory. And uh, 
my thought, the response to that was, well, he needed Kale around to uh, save, you know, uh, be uh, commanding the ship, you know. Well, okay, that time passed when he finally got aboard and got his new staff. So, you know, uh, you hear a lot. You hear a lot of things. You hear a lot of things during this uh, when something like this goes down, right? You also, heard- like where does where does the conspiracy theory originate? If that's the case, I, you can't program Kale Gundy to read an offensive word off an iPad, right? How do you? Have you heard the one that it was planted? Is that one? Yeah, exactly. So even if you plant it, you can't make Kale read it. Yeah, it's crazy. Bizarre. This whole thing sucks. Bottom line, like I said, sorry to use such a crass word there, but it does. The whole thing does. Yeah, somebody else said BV let Calvin Thibodeau go, and he was one of his former players. Precisely. BV didn't want somebody around. He wasn't going to keep him around. Yeah. Well, and I think, again, leadership, man, tough decisions are required. This was, again, a decision that was made for the future of the program. It doesn't mean, you know, Cale Gundy slipped up here, clearly. And I was one of those yesterday who thought, you know, in my mind, I pictured Cale Gundy taking the laptop and going, well, let's see what we have here, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my gosh, I'm sorry, but apparently it was repeated. And, uh, you know, again, there are just so many minefields that you would have to n- navigate. And I know people, I hate this culture, whatever, or the world view that we have now. Well, that's the world that Brent Venables is dealing with now. Maybe it changes in five years. Maybe it never changes. Maybe it gets worse. But that is the world that they're going and approaching recruits in right now and families in. And they would there would be so many minefields to navigate in terms of dealing with that and again the sae situation the i hate to bring it up but even the larry koshell situation and the history again of what's happened here from time to time which we've all been embarrassed by and thought oh my gosh that's horrible but you you just again would have to answer so many questions and again, he's he's preached about a culture and accountability, and people. The, here's what we get every time: What about the accountability for the kid? Maybe he's been running steps with Jerry Schmidt. Maybe he's been on the stairmaster. We don't know. But again, this uh, kid, you know, should have been paying attention. There's no doubt about that. But that happens in meetings. He's not the adult in the room. Kale made a bad bad decision cancel culture in many ways has gone way too far this stinks but it's the again people say i you know the world we live in is horrible but that is the world we live in that is the world that brent vittables and these coaches are having to deal with right now so you may talk about okay it sucks i get all that whatever but you've got to go out and recruit and engage with families and uh, these prospective prospects and that's the world they're in many of them right most of them so anyway all right we got a break right here and uh, we'll get to as many texts as we can in the next segment i i wish that we weren't talking about this i can't believe that we are talking about this you know i if you would have told me what are you guys gonna be talking about next week well we'll maybe preview some games position previews get some guests on no idea that we would ever be talking about this, but we are. 
I think some of this is going to start to die down tomorrow, and we'll we'll start moving on. But it's difficult because it is a very well thought of, respected member of the Sooner family, you know, who paid the price in this deal. I understand the decision now, though. All right, take a break. Coming right back. One more segment to go here in the ref. All right, we're back. Unfortunately, uh, Texas East is leading Oklahoma 9-4 in the Southwest Regional Championship. Winner going to Williamsport and the Little League World Series. Bottom of the fifth inning, though. Texas East leading Oklahoma 9-4. Okay, uh, Parker, anything else you want to get off your mind in terms of this whole situation? I think we'll start moving away from this a little more tomorrow. Uh, I can remember one time early in my career we had stuff like this going on. Um, and it was the Switzer resignation and everything. And a program director said, you're moving on from what everybody wants to talk about. Don't let one or two people change the course for you. That say they're tired of talking about this when 98% of the people are still talking about this. So we've we've gone with it pretty heavy for two days. We'll probably start moving off of it more tomorrow. I imagine there'll be a little conversation. But now it's time to start thinking about, again, uh, what's going on. On the Air Comfort Solutions text line, somebody asked, would Rashad Samples be someone we may look into to be the new wide receiver coach? I'm just going to throw this out there. First off, he works for the Los Angeles Rams now as in defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. So uh, I I wouldn't figure he'd be all that eager to jump back into the collegiate game, given that he's currently employed by the defending Super Bowl champs. Also, probably not a fit with what Venables and his staff are trying to do in terms of culture, and I'll leave it at that. If people want to be offended, have them watch All in the Family reruns. Well, if you have MeTV, yeah, yeah. It- MeTV is still a thing? MeTV, there's still MeTV out there. Every now and then I might watch one episode of the Andy Griffith Show or Gomer Pyle here and there, but it's maybe once every three or four months. That's about it. Brings back some memories, you know, to go there every now and then. Somebody said on the text line, Lance Leipold voted for Texas, so Kansas would look even better when they beat the Horns this year. <laughs> I like that. I like it a that's, lot. That's what we need more than anything else in the world. That is what college football needs this fall. We need another Kansas victory over Texas to unify us all. Mm-hmm. The 918 on the financial part of the Kale Gundy decision, because I've heard that as well, and I think that is, from what I'm hearing, accurate have you heard that as well which is what now well as, as the 918 said kale made six a six hundred ten thousand dollar year a decision um love from fans won't make that money reappear oh i thought he was talking about like you know uh what he has in in terms of a fund and all of that stuff but i've heard that that finances may have played a small role in it i'm not, I'm not talking about his uh, salary at OU. And again, I think Kale would be fine financially. They have a really nice home, and I, you know, unless he's just blown money, which I don't think he would have done that, they'll, they'll be fine. But, you know, that the, the, uh, the, the hurt and the anguish, and probably Kale, even to a, an extent, thinking, man, I can't believe I, what was I thinking. There's so many emotions, I'm sure, going there right now. 
So to me, it is. Uh, it's just uh, the whole thing is again just so unfortunate. What else you want to hit on the text line here? We got Up a to you. whole bunch. Of I them. know it's hard to pick which ones because the we, text line has been popping off the yeah, last couple of days, and understandably so. One listener says none of this matters unless those who were in the room were upset that he said it. Again, to an extent, I see where you're coming from, but it's as much about the future ramifications as it is about the ramifications in the current locker room mm-hmm. because. It can turn into a negative recruiting tactic for the Sooners' rivals out on the recruiting trail. Yeah. Even if nobody in the locker room right now is offended by it, that can be spun out of control. Old Brendan Marion down at Texas. Well, I don't want to. I I would love to think that everybody's going to be clean in recruiting. Guess what? It's probably a pretty dirty business in a lot of ways, right? I mean, your future, your financial security relies on getting these kids to come play with you. So, man, it's it can get down and dirty at times. I'm not even talking about, you know, offers or anything before NIL. I'm talking about, like I said, the people who want to know, who's this kid, man, he needs to be disciplined. Well, how do we know he hasn't been disciplined? We don't know that. Now, he hasn't been, you know, faced what Cale Gundy faced, which was losing his job, but maybe he has been. But, again, if people want to know who it is, like I said, some people have asked me, I, I need to know who's the kid, you know. And I, I'm not going to give them that information because, again, the social media people, some people, not everybody's this way, uh, and it always looks like maybe 20% of people or whatever that the whole thing's horrible. But if they come after that kid, which there would be people who would, guess what? Screenshot City from everybody who's recruiting against the University of Oklahoma. Well, ma'am, do you want to see what the Oklahoma fan base looks like? Look, and every fan base has those crazies. But, no, it's, again, it's time to move on from worrying about who it was. Uh, And, again, people keep saying, was the kid disciplined? What's he facing? We don't know that. Maybe he has. And it's understandable that in the first 48 hours in the aftermath of Gundy's resignation, we're spending the majority of our time talking about Cale Gundy. That is natural. That is justifiable. Hopefully at some point soon – the narrative will shift, and we'll begin talking a lot more about the new guy, LaDamian Washington, and what he's able to accomplish for mm-hmm. the Sooners. Because I do think this is going to be a re- – this is a guy that is very, very capable of coaching receivers and recruiting at a high level for Oklahoma in 2022. But it's okay for those players to listen to rap music, double standard. Cultural mores. You know? Societal mores. Just – that's – I don't have time to talk about it, but that's kind of what we're dealing with right there. All right, got to take a break and get you ready for Locked In. Hey, you guys were awesome on the text line today. You always are, but we appreciate it. Good stuff today. Thank you. Thank you to Riverwind Casino, Battle of the Big Reds. You want to go to OU Nebraska, Race to the Red River promotion. You want to go to Oklahoma, Texas. Of course you do. Find out more details at riverwind.com. Locked In coming up next – 